Well, I don't know about you, but I know this very well about myself, and that is, I honestly don't like tests. There might be some great souls out there who look forward to tests, and uh, what can we say? Bless your heart and power to you. Unfortunately, having said that, the truth of the matter is that life is full of tests. We cannot escape tests. We can even narrow down much further and say that um, the Christian life, more particularly, is a life replete with tests. The scriptures are explicit with examples of God testing people whom he loved either to check their commitment, their faithfulness, their love, their patience, etc, etc. Well, good morning, church, and uh, welcome for today's Sunday service. Someone I really want to believe that all of us had a good week. And by the way, in case um, there's some background uh, noise, uh, we have a church uh, not too far from here that have a tendency of putting their speakers out and uh, sometimes um, it can be a bit uh, noisy. Uh, in actual fact, um, it's always been my custom to do the recordings far much earlier, say four or five, because starting from seven, um, it all gets quite uh, interesting around here. In actual fact, I'll even go one better. To my shock today, there were actually two. And uh, it is, uh, it's, a, it's a cocktail of sounds. It's a bedlam out there. Uh, what can we say? It's never supposed to be that serious. But it is what it is. So let me come back again to what I was saying earlier. That uh, life is full of tests. Let me even go a little more deeper. If I don't like tests, I definitely don't like tests which are sprung on you unawares. I had a story, um, that's way back, I had a story, just, just a story, about, um, let's be, let me see if I can, get, I can get the details correctly. So there's a story about some four young men who were late when it comes to preparing for their exams, and I think they'd been doing all sorts of things. Let's imagine they were going out partying. And uh, so the exam was here and they hadn't studied. So they concocted um, some story so that they can postpone or push forward the exam. They went and told their um, uh, professor that, hey, look, uh, we can't sit, uh, you know, tomorrow's exam um, for, the, for this reason. Uh, it just so happened that um, we've, we went out for a wedding. Yes, it was a wedding. We went out for a wedding. So the exam was supposed to be that morning, sorry. So they said, we can't sit for the exam because we went out for a wedding yesterday night. And on our way back, the car had a tire burst. Okay. So we tried to fix the wheel. We realized that the wheel, the spare wheel was not also properly, you know, inflated and we had to travel far to get it fixed and then come back. In fact, they came all propped up, ready to prove their story by looking extremely dirty and dusty and what have you. 
very believable story. So they said, look, I mean, we, 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 we are in no shape or form of mind right now to sit for this exam. So kindly understand um, it is, it is, it, this is, this is exactly what happened. So professor says, no, no problem. Uh, we'll push it to next week. So, you know, you guys can rest and, um, you know, take your time, take your time, take your time from your troubles and that we shall do this exam next week. Uh, so the story goes that uh, they, you know, went out and prepared. I mean, you know, they learned their lesson, let's put it that way, and prepared now adequately for the exam. So come the next week on the date which they had uh, been um, assigned to do the exam, they are now very ready. But then the first thing that they noticed, they noticed is that uh, each of them was placed in a different room, okay? So just one person, one young man in his own room and um, so the exam was to start they're given the paper and then uh, there is a very very clearly written up there uh, that uh, there are only two questions and that uh, the first question has five marks and the other question has uh, 95 marks just two questions and question one went like this your name looks easy second question when you went out last week and your car had a tire burst which wheel you know got or which of the four wheels okay got the tire burst okay which wheel got deflated and to make it even better, there is a multiple choice. Front right, front left, back right, back left, mark 95. Now, remember, this is a story they concocted. Each is in their own room. So definitely, if this story was true, they all are gonna get it correctly. It is my way of saying that um, exam or tests in life, and especially the kind which you least expect, I mean, they have a way of taking you back. But I, I want us to talk about tests today. Uh, now that we are certain that we are going to go through tests, and look at the kind of frame of mind or spiritual posture that we need to take to able to manage these situations these situations I read a quote not too long ago that said um, understand something before you cram it because if you are to forget what you crammed that is you will remember what you understood and I think the most important thing from the very outset is to master, no, I don't think that's a better word, is to be on top of our quote-unquote subject. There's a verse of scripture that says, be ready always to give an answer to any man who asks you of the hope that you profess. For, for that to be even remotely possible, then it means that I need to be thoroughly aware of 
my stuff, that which concerns me, that which I claim to know or even profess for that matter. And so I'll begin by saying that it is, it is prudent, it is imperative that we all become very studious, aware, study, the Bible says, to show yourself approved, a workman that does not need to be ashamed. Because if you don't study, if you don't put diligence, if you don't put good labor, hard work into your trade, as it were, you will be ashamed. And so I will begin by simply saying those of us who profess the faith, I think it, it is only but fair that we get started from a footing of thorough, clear, diligent knowledge. I said that correctly? But there has to be an element of depth that's an element of, 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 of. Yeah, let's use depth. <laughs> let's just use depth. It's been an element of depth in that which we claim to, to, to do. Um, either that is, uh, and I want to expand this, either that is preaching, like those of us who do, you know, preach, or it is marriage, or it is parenting. At a very basic level, we really have to go out of our way and try our utmost best to gather as much information, gather as much knowledge as it's as is possible. As is possible. Because it is it is it is difficult to like in the story I gave earlier, it is difficult to always go around test. Maybe once or twice you might find a, a shortcut, something something that kind of, you know, gets you by. But inevitably and eventually, you know, some of these actions will catch up with us. Uh, what one doesn't know, however much they may go around, you know, through some dubious ways, truth of the matter is, you will always be caught or found out, okay? That's a fact I remember one time we were sharing about um, presentation skills and I was using uh, five P's P, yeah. and I was saying the poor preparation precedes poor presentation poor preparation precedes poor presentation if you don't prepare there is no bottle of anointing oil that will help you there is no laying on of a hand that will help you. You may escape once or twice by a stroke of good fortune. But honestly, if that were to be consistent, the truth of the matter is, it will not hold. It will not hold. It will not hold. Let me give you another story, which you must have heard me, you know, um, say not maybe a few times before. It's a story of a wealthy landowner who a home builder let's call it that way home builder who had made a lot of money made a whole made a fortune building homes and selling them and so the story goes that um he decided that uh, this was time to retire so it's time to call it quits and so he calls his uh, trusted foreman and he tells him look we've worked with you for the last so many years and we've done excellent work and i feel this is a time for me to call it quits it's time for me to retire, so uh, I want us to do one final house for sale. Um, and um, let's 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 do one final house. Let's do one final house. Let's do one final house. 
okay so and this one i want you i want you to do it with absolute finesse let this be our masterpiece let's be let, let, let this be our masterpiece no expense will be spared on this one okay so just bring your best you know craftsmanship and do this thing to your utmost best so the foreman of course sits back and thinks look this guy is retiring this guy is um, um he's made his money and um, here i am i'm not ready to retire i haven't made money i mean i have to retire so he decides to do what many people and especially this part of the world would do and that is cut corners to make a little money for himself for his own quote-unquote um, you know um retirement or if not retirement but something for his own keep over and above the salary that he would have been paid and uh, so he put up a house which essentially was a shell you know he it was structurally not you know it was structurally deficient you know of course he tries to patch it up good paintwork good doors everything looks good visually but he he knows the foundations are creaky he knows the walls are not as they should be and uh, but finally he is done so the story goes that the home builder comes looks at the house is impressed the finishing of course is amazing is excellent and uh, after the tour he calls the foreman and says look excellent work you know beautiful job and uh, this this is it man um you have been working for me all this time and honestly i feel so indebted to you for all the wonderful things that you've done this house was meant for you this house was meant for you okay so the landowner and i i need to go back a little bit you know had not told him that the house was for sale he just told him let's do a house and obviously the foreman thought just like before you know the house would be for sale unknown to him it was supposed to be his house that he would retire or probably you know live in it just tells us something number one and this is critical for me that all of us are building something all of us are building a house we're building something we're building a career we're building a marriage we're building you know if you're parenting it's still a building it's still a building uh life life is it's we're just constructing something all the time in friendships you're constructing something uh we're always building something we're always building something everywhere we are we're building something and then number two, that um we are either building it wisely or foolishly but remember in the bible there's a story of um, uh, two people who build houses and one built on a rock and the one built um, you know the house you know on sand and both built you know they, they both structures came up both structures came up okay um you either building it wisely that's what we were or foolishly i would like us uh, because we won't take long with this to really clearly i don't know oh, what's a better word <laughs> very dispassionately this sunday i want you to take this sunday the entire remainder of the day and look at one two three four five important things in your life marriage maybe your christian life or, or your career life whatever it is and very dispassionately i want you to look at how you're building it okay are there things which you could be doing i could be doing thinking that i'm going to get away with it which have a tendency of coming to bite us back 
later because they always do. They always do. They always do. Just look at it. Is it being done wisely or being done foolishly? Because the truth of the matter is, the chick will always come back home to roost. There will always be a moment of reckoning and you sow and you reap. That's the name of the game. It's called life. That's as that that's a that's a principle as solid as a seat you're sitting on if you're sitting down. That you you sow, you reap. And God sometimes gives us time. Let me tell you, let, 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 let's just be honest here. God gives us time before probably exposure or whatever it is. God gives us time, you know, let's call it a grace period for us to recover ourselves and retract and retrace our, st- our steps and get it right. But, but, but as you know in scripture, I believe it is Genesis chapter 6, if I'm not wrong, you know, the, God said that my spirit will not always strive with man. There will always be a red line drawn somewhere, which God will draw somewhere. And he says, I can continue striving with man. So this grace period, who knows? Who knows the time um, that has been allotted to it? It could be, it could be as soon as tomorrow. You know, deadline or it could be as it could be a year. Who knows? You know, just like the story which which, which I just gave of the four uh, young men who definitely, 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 you know, were caught in their deceit. Now, what am I saying, people? You're either building it wisely or foolishly. May God give us grace. Let's take time. Let's take time. Let's take time. Look at it, and if you don't think that your two eyes are enough. Borrow more eyes to look at it. Ask other people, ask other experts to help you look at it together with you so that you can be able to get the best out of it. Okay? The most out of it. Then the number three thing, which I think is very important and I want to really kind of emphasize this, is that you will be forced to live in the house that you build. Foreman built a house. Okay. He knew that it was structurally deficient, but well, at the back of his mind, it's it's not his problem, somebody else's problem. But on this one, and, and I will be honest with you, in the buildings that we build here, when I mean buildings, I'm talking about either it's a marriage or it's parenting or it's career or it's character issues, whatever it is, the buildings, whatever it is we build, we are forced to live in it. Okay. So I'm making this recording from my guest room. I mean, I can remember painstakingly just about everything that was done around here. And I mean painstakingly because, I mean, we're part of it from the get-go. Um, so you're forced to live in the house that you build. Please think about it. And then number four, finally, that the house you and I build will be tested. We don't want to belabor the point. It's not about if the storms come or if the floods come. According to scripture, when the floods came. Okay? It will be tested. It will be tested. A farmer can sow his seed in zigzag, random, you know, just 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 cast a seed in whatever fashion or way when the seed 
begins to germinate and begins to shoot from the ground, anybody can tell that you lost here, you missed here, you jumped here, you're not diligent, you did it wrong here. It will show. There's somebody who said one time that when your work speaks for you, don't interrupt. When your work speaks for you, don't interrupt. So I'll, I'll, I'll just jump into my three tests very quickly. Three tests. There are, of course, many others. But um, let me just talk about three tests which to me uh, stand out. Tests which essentially God will take you through and and take me through. And my prayer and hope is that um, we'll be found ready. We'll be found ready. Remember what you said, you know, we have tests in the Bible all the way. Abraham is tested. Jesus is tested. Each and every person is tested. The, the first one, I call it the test of faith. The test of faith. Um, faith is defined as confidence in God and in His Word. Confidence in God and in His Word. And in the Bible, we see loads and loads of examples. I'll just take one. And that is at a time when Nebuchadnezzar built that you know, huge statue. And everybody was forced to uh, worship that statue. And you have these four young men, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, all the, they, they knew better that they cannot do that. It is against their you know, fidelity. It's against that which they have vowed to God. God Almighty, Jehovah King, God, whom they had, they, they, they held very strongly in their heart. And so they refused to do it. And they refused to do it at what cost? What was the um, consequence of not doing it? It was supposed to be death. Now, I'm saying this knowing that you know the story. To just tell you that sometimes God will throw a test in, I mean, along your path, let's put it that way, on your way, just to sh- Check out, do you truly, truly, do you truly have confidence in me? And do you truly have confidence in my word? Do my word count for anything when pulls comes to shove? When all the chips are down, do my words count for anything? This young man passed with flying colors. The same cannot be said of so many people in the Bible. When I look at a person like Job and, and many other people, they, 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 they came out shining. But the truth again, and I want to emphasize this point, it, it was a painful one. I mean, Abraham, that was a painful one for Abraham. Take your son, your only son, the one that, I mean, that's a painful one. And sometimes we will hear God prodding us in a certain direction and say, do this, try this, fill that form, um, uh, uh, try, try try out that offer, whatever it is. Okay? It's a test of faith. It's a test of faith. It's a test of faith. The other test I, I want to bring out to you is a test of love. Love. Um, Love is a bit of a complex one, you know, it looks easy, but sometimes, you know, if you get to the nitty gritty, love can be one of those very, you know, um, uh, difficult to put your finger on in terms of definition. Um, Let me call it very simply, affectionate devotion. Affectionate devotion, love. Affectionate devotion. 
in scripture again time without number there will you will see people many people let's fact I'm, i'm thinking of one right now i think it's john 21 it is john 21 uh you read from verse 15 to verse 17 jesus clearly asks simon peter and he does that three times almost i mean it annoys peter by the end of it all it annoys peter he asks him simon peter do you love me do you know he says oh, master lord you know i do and he says simon peter do you love me simon simon do you love me do you know and then Peter says ah oh, lord i do he says simon do you love me and peter is annoyed you know by the third time he's annoyed he says lord do you know you know i love you and he says take care of my sheep it is it is it is it is christ our lord jesus christ way of saying look i want you to prove that you love me by taking a little of a back seat okay and i mean a back seat um this is not the manner in which you know you would expect a great apostle probably the most chief of them all um the very outstanding one the, the captain of the team you know probably even the eldest of the of the apostles of Jesus of of the 12 that is you know this is this is not the manner in which we know and have come to appreciate or understand leadership you know he says feed my sheep serve them prove your love by serving those who are under you when i mean under you they they've been given charge you know i've given god has given charge over you and that's better way to put it okay is it over you and you they are under you okay you're leading them serve them you know more or less for example more or less like the way jesus you know wrapped himself with a towel and you know cleaned the disciples feet you know that 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 service that humility okay don't show your ministry or don't show your authority and leadership by talking down on people like if they are small children or by you know banging your bible and uh, showing and proving you know your authority and shoving people here then no, no just just be humble some okay that's that's true love that's true love they said that love is a virtue of strength whose greatest concern is to give love is a virtue of strength whose greatest concern is to give the opposite of that would be lust which is a display of weakness and whose greatest concern is to get is to get just to get just to get just to get okay so there there will always be a test of love and let me tell you something and uh, i'm sure all of us have been tested maybe probably in awareness you know <laughs> we've been we've been we've been we've been we've been tested over over time without number you know so it's only to say lord i love you lord i love you you know you know uh, jesus says if you love me you will obey my commands okay by this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another by this by this okay by what does somebody know that you are truly here talking to you is a kenyan bad bad idea not by not by his height not by his skin texture not by his um, uh uh no 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 not not all those things not all those things not because he's black you know you know you know um by this shall all men so love is our kingdom identity love is our kingdom id by this kingdom id okay we have 3 minutes and then we bring this to a close so 
the tests of faith is the first one we talked about. The tests of love is the second one. The other one is a test of patience. Okay. Now let me tell you something. Um, yeah, I got my own problems with test of faith. Um, uh, but I think on a good day, I probably will pass. On a good day. Uh, test of love. I got my issues. Um, it, 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 it doesn't freak me out as much, uh, to be very honest. I... I think I I'll probably will fare a little a little better, a little, just just a bit better. This one, in my case, patience. Oh, I tell you, loads and loads of work to do on my part, and I'm sure on the part of many people. I don't know what you they say about it. There's a scripture which uh, I think I will just read it the way it is. Put the scripture. I might attempt to quote it and then maybe miss out something. But this is a very good scripture. No, good scripture. Um, <laughs> relatively speaking, it's not a good scripture when you think of the content, you know. But a good scripture in re- in respect to what you're talking about. Okay, I can be I can I can be honest with you that uh, first time I read this scripture or I came to understand it, you know, I almost wish it wasn't there. It says. James 1-2, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, call them tests. Huh? Knowing these, verse 3, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, produces patience. Huh? Okay? But let patience have her perfect work. In other words, let patience do its job. Let it complete its, you know, its, its, its work. That you may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. Oh, you can see why for the part for the sake of what you're sharing it's a wonderful scripture I mean it's put it it put it puts it all out there but in terms of actualization and uh, trying to obey every single aspect of this it's quite an uphill because it says count it all joy okay do you know anybody who looks for one you know or count it joy oh I'm so excited that I have been tempted I've been tried uh, count it all joy when you fall into devil's temptation. Knowing this, the trial of your faith produces patience. There's something about patience that makes us mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to say that again. There's something about patience that is just for the mature. You know, sometimes when you want to tell somebody is immature, they're very erratic. And they're very impatient. And they're very reflexive. And they're very impetuous, um, and they're very spontaneous. Uh, so, so it's 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 a reaction. It's not a response. Okay, it's reflexive. If this happens, I do this. No benefit of thought. Okay, it's it's reflex. And so, even in real life, we can tell somebody who you know you know we say oh that that that, that guy. Mm, uh, he's still got some more, you know, maturing to do. You know, he he doesn't take time. He he doesn't he doesn't take time to think through issues before he responds or he reacts. Let's put it that way. He he just acts in the spur of the moment. His emotions are out there. Huh? He doesn't have a handle. 
he hasn't he doesn't have a handle on his emotions and this is something which we use very very generously and so very often on many other issues and it is true and it is true i mean if you're raising children or if you're you know running say you have a marriage or you're doing a business or leading people at whatever level you know then you realize that sometimes you've got to take time sleep over issues you know mal over issues brood over issues take time you know compare notes listen to other people just restrain yourself um from acting without the benefit of thought and 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 you know and all that and so and so be very you know uh, um be be being capable of taking time before making a move uh, let me say this in my view i think um, and, I, and and this is just for me i think this is a, a mighty difficult one because it touches on the very core of who we are we we want gratification and delayed gratification let me be honest with you delayed gratification is i don't think it's my cup of tea i don't think it's anybody's cup of tea it's it's never that easy you know we want what we want i mean we we, we and we want it now um you know when the body wants something when the, the flesh wants something when the desire is there you know we just want to say what we have to say when we are angry we want to act they want to act when uh, we feel like um, we 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 deserve to do that and it's an area which again there are no quick easy uh, formulas uh, how can i put this there there's no easy magical you know word that you will you will you will you will you will cast in the air or smash some there and then uh, voila here is patience no 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 um no this one this this one has got no in in fact I'll even go one better it's, it's it's not something even which you get through prayer surprise surprise yeah we don't get prayer I mean sorry we don't get patience by praying about it no we we get patience or we build patience that's better we we build patience because it's progressive by going through stuff that teaches us to it i actually had a story uh, it, it just could have been a made up story but it, it still made a lot of sense of a person who actually prayed to god to give him patience so um so what happens is that um after he did that he's very trusted very good very efficient uh, uh, uh secretary you know um you know um quit her job and so he had to work with uh, another secretary who really didn't know how to do the job as well so you can imagine in the kind of office setting you need for example to do dictation okay now imagine when you're doing dictation and somebody has to write very slowly and then they don't have very you know they don't process very quickly so you have to keep repeating yourself you know almost you know word for word and when it comes to typing maybe they type like i do using one finger then they have to look at the whole keyboard before they find out the digit which they're looking for you know or the letter they're looking for and 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 it's extremely frustrating and the man was he wanted to pull out his hair with frustration and so the story goes that um you know he went back and he says god you know I can just get this woman out of my life I can just get this secretary I mean out of my life and god said to him you know look you ask for patience this is the only way I can teach you patience this is the only way 
I, can, I mean, I'll tell you something. I think children teach you patience more than any. Children teach you patience. Oh my God. Children teach you patience. Oh, they really do. They really do. Those of you with young children, you know where I'm you know, you know where I'm going with this. But children, they teach you patience because they take their time on so I mean, you expect that by now, you know, it should be you know, much better, but then you realize you have to go back again and do it again and again. So again, let me just uh, ask us to uh, take today, uh, this, uh, this, this, this day, it's a beautiful warm day. Maybe when you take a walk, you can be, you can reflect, reflect on the three we talked about, and I'm sure there are many more, that God is testing me on a day-to-day moment, okay? How am I feeling? And just call yourself, okay? How am I faring on this? And especially on the three years, you talked about the patience one. I mean, the test of faith. When push comes to shove, you know, do we say, I trust God, I believe God, I know the way things look like. I mean, right now, we have all these corona issues and things look quite a bit, uh, you know, um, you know, bleak and all that. Um, do I anchor myself in God's word and say, look, I know it's what it is, but I still trust God. I trust God that he has my back. I trust God that he has my best interest. I trust God that he will pull me through in spite and despite of what I see around me. I trust God. I trust God to keep me safe. I trust God. I mean, yeah, it's him. I, I, I trust him. I will do my best. Others will do what they have to do. The doctors and um, anybody else around this issue will do what they have to do. But ultimately for me, I trust God. I trust God that he's going to you know, pull me through and my family pull pull us through. I mean, is that the kind of conversation that we have, you know, or we kind of feel like uh, lost somewhere and um, it's me against the world and, um, you know, we become extremely agitated and become, you know, so restive, you know, completely um, um, anxious and despairing and casting our hands in the air. Uh, as believers, we should, I want to believe, know better and do better. We really should do better and know better. I remember telling somebody in the course of this you know, week that has passed that there has to be a different conversation and a different posture when it comes to um, dealing with difficulties because difficulties come to all of us. Okay, um, At least we are not left, and I want to use the words of Jesus when you speak about the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Okay, I mean, we, we are not orphaned, you know, when it comes to dealing with difficult, tough, you know, you know, situations, fairly things which are very contrarian, things which are very antagonistic, things that come to withstand us. Okay, um, at least for the person, the person who knows God, there is an anchor of faith. There is an anchor. There's a place we can build an anchor. Let's put it that way. And anchor ourselves, people. Anchor ourselves and say, hey, my sheep will hold. Okay? My sheep will hold. My boat will hold on this one. Okay? The other one which you talked about uh, was the uh, test of love. Okay? I mean, it's easy. Again, and I hear this, and we say this, and I've said this. I love God. I love God. I love God. I love God. But um, my goodness. When we are tested on this, to be very honest, it's not always. It's not always. It's not always. I have so many things in my mind which I can say about this, but I'm restraining myself. Um, It's not always that we pass this test. Because the test of love, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's about money, you know, and 
sometimes um, you just begin to realize yeah yep 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 um it takes a bigger place that's why the bible says that you, can, you cannot serve god and serve mammon it just tells you that um, mammon or money is a big competitor of god's place in our hearts and in our lives and it is true i've seen you've seen people who their love for god just vamoost i mean it's not even like there was a test i mean all they all was needed all was needed is just a good job a good business deal and voila everything thin air dissipates yeah just like steam disappears you know immediately it shows up it disappeared and you're left thinking surely that was easy i mean that was cheap that was very easy hey guys let's um, do what we said earlier when we started let's know our stuff okay and let's keep doing this uh, short term um let's let, let's call them what let's call them short term reviews okay once and again like paul would say let's stop and think you know very deliberately and very dispassionately um let's let's take time and think do, do i really love god or is it that uh, presently i'm really desperate and anybody and uh, you know there is an old um, kikuyu proverb that says you know somebody who is hungry um he can call anybody their mother because they're hungry they're hungry okay lovely thank you thank you so much for your time and uh, looking forward i hope that you're all looking forward for the week ahead please 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 i think i need to say this and uh, say it very very strongly your very own pastor has absolutely no problem with vaccine okay covid vaccine so i have absolutely no um <laughs> qualms or problems with vaccine in other fact i've been vaccinated i want you to take advantage of the vaccination process that is going on guys we don't want to be spooky and weird on these issues science is here and science is here to help us please if you have a chance and an opportunity this week go get vaccinated save yourself from this this week alone i've had to deal with very morbid situations i don't want to go into details three people very close to my heart you know all gone because of this horrible 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 disease and terrible phenomenon that we have to contend with called covid so please i'm going to ask you whatever it is that we can do let's do it and that i i believe that vaccine is one of the ways it may not be 100% proof but at least anything that can um, ameliorate however little huh the macalis the the fangs the strength the force by which this thing has affected and is affecting our lives i think it's a welcome it's a welcome reprieve so kindly 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 let's do that those asking about uh, our resumption of uh, in person um, uh, church uh, um, uh, meetings uh, will be giving out a communique not too long from now so just be on the lookout but for now it is what it is and let's just enjoy it thank you so much and god bless you <music>